Where they say it's hard to get a deal To live in this war field You gotta show more than skill In the championship in 77 War in Lillard Man, it's time for a second In the blazers, timbers, thunders It's cold enough You can catch that winter hawk In the all right, that was Jay Lava providing us with Dear Rose. You can listen to him on SoundCloud at Jay Lava. That is J-A-E-L-A-B-A. Right now, you're listening to the Blazer Gang Podcast. I'm your host, your boy CMA, Chris Ailey, and my co-hosts are Wayne Chopel and Brody Vogue. Shout out to our sponsors, Portland Inc., for printing all of our apparel, which you can find at Cultural Blends inside the Lloyd Center. To find more Blazer Gang content, you can check out BlazerGonian.com and on our social media pages, Facebook at Blazer Gang, Twitter at Blazer underscore gang, and on Instagram at Official Blazer Gang. You can't burn bridges when you living in the road. Let's take a ride, Lombard, now let's hit the All right, welcome back to the Blazer Gang. Like I said, I'm your boy CMA, Chris. I'm joined with my guys, Brody and Wayne. What's going on, y'all? Good, good, man. We're just chilling out here. Another extra hour in the studio. Oh, yeah. We, we had to go two takes on this one. A little technical difficulties, but we're, we're back at it, though. So, yeah. you know, it's been like a month since we've been in the studio, man. Yeah. It's, it's a lot to talk about. Right. Got a lots lot. to catch up on. Man, so first off, man, let's talk about this coronavirus that's hit Portland. It's here. You know? Yeah, it's here. I just want to make sure y'all washing your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, well, here, here's the thing. One of us is lying because the uh, CNN or someone reported that 38% of men mm-hmm. um, only wash their hands after using the restroom. So one of us is lying. I don't hey. know which one. I'm, I'm going to say Wayne. Oh, come <laughs> <on>. <laughs> <laughs> Can't shoot the messenger, man. Hey, nah. Hey, whatever. But yeah, man, coronavirus finally here. I know CJ, he tweeted something out this morning. Right. I was about to pull that up right now. Mm-hmm. And just let y'all know, it's, uh, like I said, the last day of February, you know, February 29th. Um, leap day, leap year. Leap year. Like, do you know anybody who was born on this day? Like, on a, on a leap year? So, a leap year is usually happen once every four years. Right. So, okay, so. I mean, we got to have maybe. I mean, there's the chances that happening is probably very slim. No, I think I remember I, somebody back in, like, Elementary school, like one of my classmates yeah, I was born. So on hold up, year. does that mean then they don't celebrate their birthday for the four three years? years right? three, then, yeah, that's nuts, right? That I sucks. mean, but I think they just you know regularly it'll be on the twenty eighth. Yeah, you know, nah, that, first, don't that don't count. That don't count, right? Now nah, that would suck though. But yeah, I can't celebrate my birthday this year. It's not on the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> But the whole yeah, the whole CJ thing, dude's kind of a germaphobe, and I don't, I don't, you know, I respect that, especially with the whole situation going on. Yeah, right now. but even at my job, I'm wiping down the laptops, the keyboards, mm-hmm. you know, the radios, like coming in like in the morning and then night shift, mm-hmm. like no, I'm wiping down everything. Yeah, I got like, Clorox, the yeah, hand sanitizer, yeah, the wipes and everything. I'm wiping down everything in my my office. So if you go into any Blazer games, don't ask CJ for an autograph. Because he's not giving out autographs. Yeah, he's right. refusing autographs. Um, he said that fist pounds are better than high fives, so mm-hmm. he's he's only doing fist bumps now. So hey, he kind of went on a little retweeting rant too, uh, retweeting a lot of NBC News um, on the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Just seeing that on his timeline right now. I think mm-hmm. he posted a video too of people in China 
um, instead of like when they're saying hi to each other, instead of like high fiving or shaking hands, mm-hmm. they're now just touching their feet. Yeah, yeah. they're doing the so, kid and play, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah for and sure. I did that to you guys when yeah. uh, we entered. So yeah, I was like, we doing kid and play from now on, bringing it Keep back. Our old health, school. Man. Health is wealth. Now, yeah, but besides the coronavirus hitting Portland, okay, next week, the Blazer game, we have our own night at the Motor Center, okay? Um, so Blazer Gang Night at the Motor Center will be April 5th. That's a Sunday. The Blazers will be taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. So that's that's a game for playoff implications if it comes Huge. down to it. Yeah. You know, so um, deadlines for the tickets are this upcoming Thursday, March 5th. Yep. So make sure you guys get those tickets. I know we got our tickets already. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you haven't checked out our Instagram or Twitter feeds, we have the links out there to... Um, to purchase the tickets, we have tickets in the 300 levels, the 200 levels, and even the 100 levels. So we partnered up with the Blazers for great deals. Um, in those deals, it will have the chance for you to come onto the court after the game mm-hmm. and interact with the podcast team. You know, me, Brody, and Wayne. Yeah, holler at us. Mm-hmm. And even have uh, a little competition to recreate Dame's shot against OKC, you know, the mm-hmm. .9 seconds that he hit against them last year we'll be doing giveaways to that too so giveaways like also yeah mm-hmm. and the tic-tac-toe right to yeah for the little kids yeah, yeah we'll play yeah. tic-tac-toe so that it's it's gonna be a fun family event for everybody like i said go check out our instagram our twitter our facebook pages to go get tickets for our blazer gang night at the motor center mm-hmm. on april 5th that's a sunday and like i said it's, it's gonna be a lituation you know yeah. And it's and it's for a good cause. Mm-hmm. So every ticket donated, um, five dollars will be going to the Black Student Union um, at Alder Creek Middle School. Mm-hmm. And you know, even if you do purchase a ticket, if you want to still donate even more money for that cause, uh, you know, we'll be glad to accept any kind of donations. Exactly. So like we say, it's going to be a great event. Hope you guys get the tickets and see you at the at the game next month yeah. in in April. We should I mean, add too. Tip off is at six. So even if it's even if you're worried about it running late or something like that, post game won't be till about eight thirty nine. Yeah. So right, so you be know, able you to get home, have an hour time. to do something. You know, and you'll be fine. Start yeah. start yeah. that week off correct. You know, yes sir. So look look out for that. Now to get to the nitty gritty of the things, we gotta talk about that February that the Blazers had. Man, it, it was a rough month. Man, you know, Yo. first game going out with the groin injury, and he's missing his All Star event. Um, it, it, was, it was just a bad week, man. So how how are you guys feeling with our three and seven record um, in February? Well, it definitely doesn't feel good. Right, I'll tell you that. Um, but I mean, looking ahead, um, our schedule seems to be a little easier, mm-hmm. especially with the competition we're going against. Um, our strength of schedule compared to those other teams that um, are battling for that eight spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Memphis, Phoenix, Sacramento, San Antonio, us in New Orleans. Um, it's a little more promising than um, those other teams. Uh, the three teams I'm looking at mainly are us, Memphis, and New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Memphis being um, that eight spot right now, but they've been dropping five games now in a row. Uh, if you look at like the Tankathon site, it shows you like the strength of schedule right. of the remaining teams, especially in the playoffs. And we have a pretty good yeah. schedule, we, right? Uh, out of those six teams I just said mentioned, um, Portland, us, and New Orleans uh, have the weakest strength of schedule remaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, 40, about 45% okay. is the opponents. 
If I'm not mistaken, I think I read somewhere that uh, we actually have like the second easiest schedule remaining yes, of yeah. the league, right? Yeah. So yeah. we do, and then New Orleans has the easiest. Mm. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, and I like that. I mean, sitting as of right now, Saturday, February 29th, you know, the Blazers are two and a half out of that eighth spot, and New Orleans snuck in there. Mm-hmm. at They're at the ninth spot right now. They snuck in there last night. And, you know, I'm going to put my money on us, man, on the Blazers, because... When it comes down to it, it's all about that veteran play. Right. And that's what Blazers have over those younger teams. You know, of course, Dame still has to come back, but I'm putting my money on, on us over the New Orleans yeah. Pelicans, the Memphis Grizzlies. I know Ja, he's been playing great for a rookie. Like, he's rookie of the year, hands down. I don't care what anybody says. Zion only played 20 games this year. Mm. But, It'll be more uh, than 20 games, but. Yeah, it's whatever. Uh, ja Morant is rookie of the year. But I'm getting off track. I agree with that, though. For sure. Um, you know, you got the Kings. They're right behind us. Had a half game as well as the Spurs. But I think it's it's going to be us sneaking in yeah. there for that eighth spot. How do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, our next seven games all are against losing teams. Mm-hmm. Our, that seventh game being Memphis, so that'll be a huge game. Um, and then, as I mentioned before, just mentioning it again, um, New Orleans um, has their next eight games are against five of those eight games are against teams above 600%. Not 500, but 600%. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be crucial for them to get any games out of that. And I said it before, I think they're only going to get two out of those eight games um, from that 600% um, teams that they're going against. Uh, and then Memphis is struggling. You know, two of their next seven games are above 500, with that last game being against us. And plus, they got hit with the injury bug yeah, as Jared well. Yeah, Jackson yeah. is out. And Brandon Clark, he's out. He's been so, in games. I think, you know, it's not looking good for Memphis. It's really not. And also, with us, I mean, yeah, Dame is out, but CJ, he's been playing, you know, lights out. You know, he's almost averaging, what, 10 assists a game since Dane's been out. He's facilitating. He's Mm -hmm. getting, like, he's doing it all, to be honest. Yep. And I'm liking our chances. And with that, uh, Hassan, he's been been holding it down in the paint. Yep. Uh, Melo, too, it looks like his shot has been coming back. You know, he's only taking that one-two dribble, then doing the little fadeaway. Mm-hmm. Or he's, he's hit, like how he hit Zion with the jab step, Dude, you know? That chuked me out. Man, was like, that, was, that, was, that was beautiful. Yeah. That was a beautiful move that uh, Melo did on yeah. the side. Poetry so, in motion. It was, man. He's one of the OG scorers out there, so you got to put respect on his name. So real quick. What's so up? we know we know what to expect with CJ. Mm-hmm. Since Dame went out, he's, he's stepped up his game. We know what to expect with Melo. He can get us a bucket when we need. And we know what to expect with Hassan. But who do you guys think um, can really step up while Dame's out to help us kind of get on track? I mean, me personally, I would like to see Gary be a little bit more mm-hmm. um, effective on offense and defense. I think I think he could disrupt some of the other guards that we go up against. Um, I like what Trevor's been doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been a nuisance on the defensive end, uh, disrupting the offense for – the other teams on on their best player. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I want to say right now he's averaging what nine, ten points a game. I would like to see that go up to about eleven, twelve, maybe thirteen. I would feel more comfortable with us going forward at the end of the season with him having his uh, output go up. Yeah. No, I agree with what you're saying. I just I think um, Brody also mentioned before that Trent has been doing well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twenty points in that last game. We've, 
playing some pretty good defense. He's been, you know, ball. He's been a ball hawk on that defensive mm-hmm. spectrum. So I love the way you know Trent's been doing, it. and I agree with you with the whole Ariza thing. Seeing him um, maybe put a little more offensive production, and Norbert from um, our Blazer Gang staff actually mentioned how um, he could be shooting a little more, especially with his length mm-hmm. and his ability to create shots um, compared to how we had against Aminu last year, where you kind of had to close your eyes when he had the ball. Right. Right. And they, yeah. You know, not not to harp on Aminu's offensive skills, no. but he just wasn't as polished, I would say. Agreed. And Aminu, I mean, excuse me, uh, Ariza is playing the same position that Amino did for us last year. And it's just with Ariza, he's just a more skilled offensive player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with that, like I say, he should average a couple more points. So the last 10 games, he's been averaging nine and a half points. And almost five rebounds, but shooting 50% from the field and 38% from three-point. Like, those are great numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you get a little bit more shot attempts, you know, not necessarily saying that the offense is being ran through him, you know, but, you know, just be a little bit more aggressive. You know, I'll play those numbers, and that will be effective for us coming down the stretch. I just think he he plays with a a flow that – suits the Blazers pretty well though. Mm-hmm. I mean like we were talking about when he puts the ball on the court, um he he can attack the rim and if he's not going looking to score, he can uh draw the attention and then find a nice dump off pass to the dunker. Right. So I agree maybe he needs to be a little bit more aggressive, but at the same time I like kind of the the pace that he plays with, kind of letting the game mm-hmm. come to him. Like he makes the right plays. Mm-hmm. Like he he's been on championship team before, you know, with the Lakers and with Kobe RP Kobe. Um, it's just he he was definitely a great pickup for us, you know, at the mm, trade deadline and, and for us. So but now Trevor, um, that's that's my take on who could step up a little bit more while we wait for the return of Dame. Yeah. You know. Um I got one. We mentioned him in the previous pod mm-hmm. that will uh, not be heard. Um, <laughs> um I think Nasir Little, I mentioned him, he's back from injury playing well his shot looks good um just playing with a little bit more confidence i think uh, a lot of times around this time of the year you start to see the young guys get to a little bit more of a rhythm they're a little more acclimated to to the nba um yeah i'm liking what i'm seeing he uh he's attacking the rim a little bit more comfortably pulling up for three looking like a comfortable shot and mm-hmm. it's not one of those shots where when he pulls up, you're kind of like, no, no, no. And then it goes in, you're like, all right, cool. Because, like, in the beginning of the year, it was a little jerky, yeah. a little herky jerky type yeah, of exactly. shot. You know, but now it's, it's smooth. He's getting confidence in mm-hmm. it. You know, same thing with Gary Trent. Not saying that Gary's shot was herky jerky, but it's just having the confidence as right. you go on in the year. Right. And that's what you see with uh, Nazir, mm-hmm. you know. And hopefully you can see that with Winning Gabriel. Mm-hmm. I would like to see him maybe get a little bit more minutes yeah. in games. Um, going on for you know to relieve Hassan of some of those of those duties. You know we've seen uh, Caleb. You know he's produced here and there. I think with Hassan doing so much heavy lifting down low and being our main center guy, we need Winyan to step up a little bit more. And that's what starts. You know that's what starts. He has to feel comfortable putting Winyan out there. Right now, what do you what do you guys feel? You feel like Winyan should get more minutes or Caleb? I think Winyan should. I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I was a big fan of Caleb when we drafted him, especially how he was doing with the Pacers and his big wide stance. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, uh, he does bring energy. Yeah, 
you know. That's pretty much it's it. It's pretty much it, you say? Yeah, I mean, because yeah. Wenyan also brings energy. Right. It's a, um, it's a consensus, because I would say I, I also would like to see Wenyan out there a little bit more. But I think mm-hmm. um, you guys were talking about it earlier. I think the reason why um, they're sticking with Caleb rather than Wenyan is he's a little bit more experienced NBA player. He knows our system he a little knows bit our more system. being here before. Um, I think Wenyan and Caleb both bring that same energy, but... Caleb's a little bit more like uh, under control, I guess you could say. But I think uh, just with si- by size alone, if you look at Caleb, yeah, he's like a big body. He's got a wide frame, mm-hmm. but he's like what six eight six, six nine. nine. He's the same size pretty much as Wenyan, yeah, with fifteen more pounds. But Wenyan's like got more length, yes, like um, a seven two wingspan, something yeah, crazy, yeah. right? And that's why he looks longer on the court. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. they're really the same height. Like, why right. he look? Mm-hmm. is his wingspan yeah, yeah so i just yeah. think his length alone gives uh Wynion a little bit of an advantage on the on the floor so and you know it gave he gave him trouble we were mentioning in the other pod that won't be mentioned um that against detroit when we beat them we actually stots dnp'd uh caleb swanigan right especially mm-hmm. because of detroit's length with dumbayambe if i say that right tony snell and woods with christian woods mm-hmm. yeah so, so I mean, it can't be situational, but going forward, I, w- I would like to see Winion, you know, play a little bit more, develop him mm-hmm. more as the season goes. Yeah. You know, and with that... Um, well, actually, I do want to mention one more thing. Speaking of poor shooting, mm-hmm. um, Anthony Simons is another guy that needs to step up. Mm-hmm. Those four games since Dame's been gone post-All-Star break, he has been shooting really bad. What's his percentages? Uh, I don't know his percentages, but the best game he shot was against the Pacers, and he was three of nine. Three of nine. Yeah, well, and so, even yeah. against the Pacers, I think he started out hot, made a couple of shots, but then in the second half, he just completely fell off. Yeah, so he went three of nine against Pacers, three of 11 against Boston, two okay. of eight against Detroit, and two of 12 against New Orleans. Okay. Yeah, not pretty good shooting percentages. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that's that just has to deal with the new role that he has to sure. play. You right. know, Dane being out and CJ being the facilitator more – now it's like, where is he going to get his shots from, you know? But he, he also creates his own shots, which, right. you know, you would think with he would have more opportunity to be able to showcase that, especially with Dame not there. You would think so. So why, <laughs> why, why do you think it's not correlating to the games now? I just, I just think it's maybe just a bad streak on him. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping that's the case, just a bad streak, you know, because shooters always go through bad streaks. Right, right. So I, I think that's just the case. I, I mean, in his defense, um, Gary Trent's been coming on as of yeah. late. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't shooting very well for the first couple of months of the season as well. So, And at that time, I think Anthony Simons was playing a little bit better. So... Like you're saying, you know, shooters are streaky. Um, I, I, I'm not too worried about it. He's still only 20 years old. Right. Um, this is really still his rookie year. I know last year he was a rookie, but he didn't play much. So right. um, I think he's – it. what's promising is that he still gets to his spots a lot like Gary Trent. The mm-hmm. only difference is Gary Trent is making his shots right now. Anthony Simons isn't. But mm-hmm. um, I think it'll, it'll come around. Right. Yeah. And just just to let y'all know, since we're doing numbers, CJ's numbers, he's been balling out um, since the Pacers game. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, he had 28 and 8. Uh, Boston, 28 and 10. Uh, Detroit, 41 and 12. New Orleans, 27 and 10. Yeah. 
and the the previous Memphis game, twenty three and five. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows CJ. Yep. He turns it up after the All Star break. Yeah. And he's definitely turning it up since uh, Dame's been out. Yeah. So it's it's like this is going to be an exciting finish mm-hmm. to go for that eighth spot. Yeah. So he's, he's had. Uh, Three before the Pacers game, he had three double doubles in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes four for the season and nine for his career. So he's about doubled the amount of double doubles mm-hmm. he's had throughout his NBA span. That's a good it's, stat, man. Yeah, that's a good. Stat. It's impressive. I no, mean, it really is. It's you know just the fact that he's actually stepping up and doing Dame's workload. Now, were you guys surprised of CJ putting up these numbers, or were you no kind of you know knew that this is what CJ could be capable of? I th- I thought this is what he was capable of, especially being able to dominate the ball even more. Mm-hmm. I think I talked when Boyd was on here. I talked to you and Boyd about the increase in assist rates for both him and Dame, mm-hmm. and I thought those would skyrocket by like at least one or two. So the fact that you know. Dame's Dame not being there and CJ being able to you know control the whole offensive tempo has given him that opportunity to showcase what he can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll say uh, I, I do think it's pretty interesting. I mean, um, just I, I don't know what his season averages for uh, four assists are, but um, I mean, I for was CJ's. Yeah, I always thought he was like a good passer, but mm-hmm. for him to like basically be. Not averaging, but nearing a, a double double just about every game since Dame's been out. Um, like you were saying, Wang, he he really has been kind of controlling the pace on our offense. Now his averages for assists are four point two on yeah. the season. Yeah, and he's damn near doubling that right <laughs> on a yeah. nightly basis. So I mean, that just kind of goes to show, like when when Dame's healthy and on the floor, um, that just changes CJ's role a lot more. He looks to be that that uh, primary scorer rather than a. a um, creator, creator, yeah, yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's cool to see. No, it definitely is, and that's just making us stay afloat until mm-hmm. Dane comes back, or even Nurk. You know, I think there's a lot of speculation on if Nurk's coming back. Yeah, we're gonna get into that. Yeah, we will we'll touch on Nurk a little bit later <laughs> on. But as long as CJ's hooping like this, we're staying afloat. Like you said, we're um, we have one of the easier schedules for the remaining of the year. And our next five games, you know, we're out on the road. Who who we play? We play the Hawks tonight. Mm-hmm. Then we have Orlando on Monday, Wizards Wednesday, um, Suns Friday, and Kings Saturday. Okay. Now I I think we could go three and two on these next five games. What do you think, Wayne? Uh, I was I'm gonna go with four and one with our lone loss being against the Hawks, mm-hmm. just because of the fact that. Their roster is now completely healed, except for Clint Capella. Right. Um, and that Hawks play really well at home. Um, and they also, uh, they just beat the Heat and 76ers. Um, granted, the Heat and uh, 76ers haven't been doing too hot as of late, especially with Embiid and Simmons gone and Butler kind of just being in and out of injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with 4-1, uh, CJ is going to be on a little streak again, especially against these teams below 500. So 4-1. and one. Yep, 4-1. and one. All right. Mr. Brody, what do you think? Uh, Yeah, so we talked about this a little bit. Um, it, You know, Orlando kind of always gives us trouble. Always, uh, They're always tough against us. Um, 
it was a little bit speculated that Dame that might be the game that Dame's targeting to return. Um, the Orlando game, correct? Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think I think I read something that he's uh, planning on joining the team down in Orlando. So maybe he doesn't play in that game, but he will be joining the team. Um, then, like you're saying, we got the Wizards. The Wizards always seem to give us trouble with with their guard play as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Bradley, then, Bradley's been hooping. Right. Yeah, he scored back-to-back 50-point games, and then the league was like, well, that's there's something wrong with that. <laughs> We're going to drug test <laughs> he him. He got tested, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that drug that's ridiculous. Test. Um, I think, I say, but, you know, just, just to talk about Bill, though, I mean, scoring, back, scoring back-to-back 50s, like, do you really think that's warranted to get tested? I mean, nah. uh, to me, it seems like it's almost like the league didn't expect Bradley Beal to be capable of Cause, that. Yeah, because like, he's capable of scoring 50. Right. Yeah. Like, he has a smooth jumper. Mm-hmm. He's, what, 6'6", six, six, you know, long arms. Yep. He can handle the ball. Like, the league should not be surprised of him scoring 50. If anything, right. it should be the opposite way. If he's not performing and he's, right. you, you know, know, averaging 12 a game yeah. or something like that. Nah, <laughs> he's hooping. Like, he's really hooping. So, that yeah, that, that's going to be a tough game for us. Yeah, then we uh, then we got the Suns. We're in Phoenix. Um, it's it's kind of funny because we, we've kind of been like a, a bully to the Phoenix at, like in the previous seasons, but they've definitely been a, a nah, yeah, this year competitive it's team against us this year. Yeah, so... Um, Ubre's out though. Ubre's out for yeah, the Suns. Yeah, that's right. Ubre's out. out. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then you look at the Kings too. They've been playing pretty well as of late. But put me on the spot. I'm gonna say three and two. I think uh, we uh, I think we take care of business tonight against the Hawks. I think we're probably gonna. I th- I think we drop one to Orlando, and then I think we'll uh, drop one t- to Phoenix in Phoenix, and then take care of business against the Hawks, the Wizards. Uh, the Suns one time because we play them two out of the next or two out of the next five mm-hmm. and then we'll take care of business against the Kings as well. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you. Um, the only thing is, did the Blazers go out last night in Atlanta? Did they visit <laughs> Blue Flame, Magic City? Man, you know, I hope they. We're did. pushing for a playoff spot. So <laughs> I'm just, I just, I, I, I just want to know where they're at. I just right. hope that they didn't go out. And if they didn't, I think they'll be, you know. They'll be focused and, and getting that, that win in Atlanta. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, three and two. Me and Brody Wayne says four and one. That's pretty lofty. Yeah. I hope so though, man. We try to get this eighth spot. I mean, just looking at just the strength of schedule and teams wise and looking how teams have been tanking, I just I just think I just think that there's will a be chance. four and one. There's yeah. a chance. There's a chance for that four and one. Yeah. For the next five games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm hoping five and zero, oh, obviously, but four and one, I could see that happening. All right, that's what's up. I'll take that. Yeah, I think um, we just need like a joint effort from everybody. Um, the energy. I feel like at times the energy of the Blazers is down and out. Like you really don't see people going for like a rebound. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, Hassan's gobbling up all the rebounds, but right. You know, I would like to see. More people put in effort on that. Sure. Um, you know, like my guy Mello, you know, he, he's been good. I know he, he's shown the reason why he's one of the top scorers of all time. I want to say he hit Zion with that crazy jab step yeah. against uh, New Orleans last week. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, with the news, I know you guys heard about the news around Mello, right? Yeah. Um, just Once, the whole New York rumors. Yeah, the whole back. New York rumors might he want to go back. I think because who who did they just uh, pick up for like their head of 
uh, the president of basketball operations for the Knicks yeah. is now Leon Rose. Leon Rose, that's who it is. Uh, yep, who was Melo's agent during the C- when he was at CAA. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's a little allure tactic for Melo to go back to New York. Allure tactic, but also just uh, New York making an attempt to kind of like start to reposition themselves as a so, favorable like, so you guys are organization. Saying, so you're for saying players. like kind of like some fake news. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that they're actually interested in bringing it back, but like as like I was saying, I just think it's more so like they're just trying to do right by the players. They're trying mm-hmm. to uh, change the because you know the perception right now of the of the Knicks is they're kind garbage. of a joke. They yeah. don't really like um, take care of their own all that stuff. So I just Which think, they don't. They kicked yeah. out Charles Oakley a couple years right. ago in the yeah, garden. Literally, like, yeah. Like, who does that? Man? And exactly. I think he lost so. that case too. Did he really? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I just think it's a it's an opportunity for the Knicks bringing in new management. Um, Leon Rose, one of Melo's former agents, they're just trying to do right by Melo. Um, like I was talking about, uh, Melo is kind of like synonymous with New York. Um, some of his best moments of his career was while he was wearing a New York jersey. Um, so similar to when D Wade left Miami and then Miami went out and traded back for him, brought him home. I think uh, this is just New York Knicks trying to bring home their, uh, I, I guess you could say their only superstar of this right. of this century. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they they had a nice little run in the playoffs. You know they ran up against Miami. You know they had Amari, J. Right. Kidd, Jeremy Lin. Yeah. Like they had a solid squad when Melo was there. Yeah, you know, and I think New York fans should appreciate his time there. You know what's crazy? So there was a time where Melo had. Iman Shumpert and J.R. Smith on his team. And right. then Iman Shumpert and J.R. Smith went to Cleveland and won the championship with, with LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> there was a point yeah. where Melo said, LeBron took my guys. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that, that shows you the different type of players that they are. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, LeBron's facilitator and all this and everything. Um, I mean, we could get into that, you know, on a later date. But I think with this situation... If I'm mellow, I'm like, do I want to go back to New York and end my career there? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to end my career trying to get a ring on one of these contender teams, i.e. Portland, when healthy? <laughs> you know, like, those are my kind of thoughts. Yeah. You and know, if I were mellow, would I want to stay in Portland and try to go get a ring? Because I know what this team is capable of when healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, being in the Western Conference Finals last year, even though it got swept, yeah, whatever. But that team, the Warriors team is non-existent. But if I'm mellow, I'm really considering those options. Yeah, no, for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, um, look, players, you know, all have different mindsets. Dan mm-hmm. being wanting to stay wherever his city is showcasing him, you know. So like, he's a guy that will be like, no, I'm staying. With, I'm sticking with my team. Right. Um, and you would know Melo more than I would know him, not personally. Not but, personally, for the record, yeah, you guys. Not, not personally, personally, but just more the fact that. Um, you know, you've been watching his game mm-hmm. a lot more than I have. Yeah. So you kind of see all the tabloids and how how and I, you think he works. And I think, you know, is even from Denver, then going to New York, mm-hmm. and then, you know, the debacle in Houston and OKC, I think him moving to those spots were, you know, the best situation for him. Sure. And I think the best situation for Melo is to not go back to New York. <laughs> like, yeah. I think when he when he looks back at his career or even the last two, three years of his career, he doesn't want to look as a great player that hasn't won anything. For right. sure. You don't want to end up like yeah. a Charles Barkley. You don't want to end up as an AI. Um, 
what's who's another one? Steve Nash. T Mac, you know, and no knock on them. Alan like Anderson. they're all time greats. They're Hall of Famers. I'm not talking shit about them. I'm just saying they don't that got a ring. They don't have a ring. Yeah. And I know Melo doesn't want to go out like that, mm-hmm. especially being a part of the banana boat crew, mm-hmm. you know, with LeBron and D-Way, they had their rings. <laughs> CP3. Yeah, CP3, he's still chasing his. Yeah. But I think Melo really wants to win that ring as right. well. You know? And yeah, I mean, he did speak with um a newsday reporter, Al in his zone, about just his whole relationship with Rose, how they actually talk multiple times a week, and then how he just hasn't ruled out returning to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just acknowledging that he's uncertain um, what surrounds the situation. Right. And in quotes, he said, um, it's hard to say because I don't know what the situation is going to be. Uh, the easiest thing to say is that my agent is there and he's going, his agent obviously is staying in New York because mm-hmm. he's the head of basketball operations now. I mean, yeah. just it, Melo being in the position that he is in right now is, is a good position. Mm-hmm. You know, you have options. He really didn't have an option last year being out the league, but now he has options, and that's it's just going to be a great thing. For sure. You know? um, switching topics now is Portland local news, an option that the Jefferson High School football team uh, has chosen on is Damien's brother, uh, Houston Lillard. He has been named the... Varsity head coach there, yep. you know, and that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing for Jefferson. Um, like you have the brother of one of the greatest players of all time as your head coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's a great recruiting tactic, don't you think? Oh, that's one hundred percent. Especially with the fact that Dame is always at the games, just mm-hmm. on the sidelines, you know, watching the game and kind of talking to the players at the same right. time. Great yeah. recruitment. And and but also. This should be known. It's not because he's just Damien's brother, mm-hmm. but I do know that he is a football guy. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. he he's been up the ranks. He was the uh, offensive coordinator last mm-hmm. year. I'm pretty sure. So he he knows his his football way more than I know. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm basketball all day, but just having that that news for the Lillard family, like that's great. Like, what other superstar that you know integrated his family? Yeah. In the city that you know adopted him, you know, like they're heavy in Portland Mm -hmm. in the community events, you know, uh, at the games, everything. So I think it is a beautiful thing to see. Definitely, yeah. Um, I think just seeing Lillard's whole family kind of make their roots here in Portland. Obviously, he's from Oakland, but uh, after being drafted by the Trailblazers, um, he moved a lot of his family members up here with him, Mm -hmm. and so you kind of see that now with. Like, like we're saying, with Houston Lillard being at Jefferson High School, um, he's got a cousin, Dondrell Campbell, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the head coach of Cleveland High School, um, of the varsity basketball team. And then, of course, you, you got Dame's uh, respect campaign as well. So their whole influence on the city is uh, just all over the place. So I think it's cool to see. And also CJ. CJ has a, a, a writing program, I want to say, for yeah, right. mentorship yep. for people that want to be in the broadcasting that's field. Awesome. Yeah, journalism and yeah, broadcasting. Journalism, yeah. that? I think it's for high school students. Oh, yeah, it's for the younger generation. You can pretend you're a high school student. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, just our backcourt, you know, for the Blazers, like they do wonderful work here mm-hmm. in the community. So that's always something great to see. You know? Really prioritize giving back. No, nah, most definitely. Um, also, we've got the Sam Amick. Of the athletic reporting on um what was this brody i want to say that you brought this one up the sam yeah Amick. so um you know there there was a little bit of 
there's always been like talk about people not happy with Terry Stotts um, and his uh, play on or his the way he pl- plays his players or mm-hmm. the way he doesn't play his players or what he has them do defensively, what he doesn't have them do defensively. But uh, there was a report by Sam Amick of The Athletic recently that regardless of whether we make the playoffs this year or not, Terry Stotts' position as head coach is safe. He's not on the hot seat. Um, he signed a three-year extension after our trip to the Western Conference Finals last year. So his uh, contract will run through the 2021-2022 season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, expect Terry Stotts to be around. Um, I, I don't, it never made sense to me anyway, how, I don't see how you can blame Terry Stotts for injuries of guys like Rodney Hood, um, guys like Zach Collins. Dame. Dame. That's just out of his hands. We lost it is out of his hands. points this season. You know, and I know outside people were like, oh, you need new coach and everything like that. And I'm like, well, if you look at it, it is injuries. Mm-hmm. If you lose 60% of your starting five. Now 80 now eighty with yeah. Dame is like what I mean. You can't really let him go, yeah, because right. that's not justifiable. So I think you know once this team comes back, we'll make a push for these playoffs. Mm-hmm. You come back next year, you got Nurk healthy, you got Zach healthy, Dame's healthy, CJ, mm-hmm. you got the young guys, Nazir, Winyan, Ant, Gary, mm-hmm. like expect. I mean, I won't even say expectations. It's just the thought of Blazers going far in the playoffs mm-hmm. is is obtainable because exactly. yeah. you have a healthy roster. Well, not only that, too, but you're mentioning the young guys, Gary Trent, Nasir Little, mm-hmm. Anthony Simons. All those guys have a little bit more experience because yeah. they've been forced to play this year. Right. So uh, where normally we have our, our young guys kind of just sit in the wings and kind of develop uh, behind the scenes, this year they've been thrown out. Um, They've been thrown out the to the wolves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they've been thrown out to the wolves. Kind of forced to learn on the fly, which I think in the long run does help us. So, yeah. uh, speaking about Nurk, though, um, I'm just curious about what you guys think. Uh, obviously, um, there's no not been any recent news, but do you guys think he should sit out the remainder of the season? No. Or do no. you think he should try to get some games under his belt? If he's if he's healthy. And I know he had the calf strain, you know, right before right. Uh, the All-Star break. But if he's healthy and he's running and he's doing stairs like we've seen earlier in the, in the year, if he's healthy, he has to touch that court. Yeah. Not necessarily, you know, come in and start, take over Hassan's position. Just come out the bench, give us 12 to 15 minutes, get your feet wet, get the conditioning of the game. Because once you come back from an injury – it's, uh, I mean, you could do all the rehab you want, but playing in the game is different. Right. Mm-hmm. So he has to get his win back. And I think if he comes back, that's just going to give us a, a morale boost mm-hmm. going into the playoff uh, race. And even for next year, it's going to give fans optimism and just be like, okay, Nurk is coming back. Not saying Nurk is going to be the savior or anything like that, but it's just going to make the whole city and even the team – for that matter, just like okay, we got something here. Although you know? he has helped us save a season before, yeah, he Nerf, has. I think a Nerf Fever Two is in effect if he does come. I mean, when he comes back, yeah, when he comes back, yeah. unleash the beast. You know, yeah. that's that's the slogan that we got going on. But um, most definitely, I think if he's healthy, first and foremost, he should play. And I know he wants to play. 
Right. Like you see him at the games on the bench, high fiving people, you know, helping yeah. people up off the ground mm-hmm. when they're diving for loose balls or you know get fouled or whatever. Like he's ready to be on the court. Yeah. So, Brody, my question to you is then: When is he coming back? Because I know you had that Jason Quick article. Yeah, so uh, Jason Quick of The Athletic recently uh, talked to Yusuf Nurkic um, following the Indiana Pacers game. Uh, was that Thursday night? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the, the whole article was uh, saying how it's been kind of interesting how the Trailblazers have kind of handled Nurk's uh, rehab process and whatnot. Um, basically, he's been like very... Uh, tight-lipped when it comes to media availability hasn't uh, spoken to media much and um, actually hasn't spoken to media at all before uh, speaking to Jason quick um, after the the reports that he had a calf strain in one of the practices uh, there hasn't been any updates since then um, it's still unclear if he's even uh, participating in practices at this point I'd imagine he's doing some sort of on-court work but mm-hmm. Um, as the, as the, uh, article that Jason quick wrote outlines, um, Yusuf Nurkic kind of explained also that, uh, practices, um, aren't really are hard to come by at this point in the season. The Blazers are playing basically every other night. Right. All the, all the teams in the NBA are basically playing every other night. So, uh, they don't really get very many opportunities to run like full length practices and, uh, Going back to what Chris was talking about, um, he he wants to like go through a full practice and get up to speed before we just throw him out there on the court. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a few dates that um, Jason Quick outlined as a possible opportunity for the Blazers to run a full length, um, full speed practice, which was March eighth and March 9th. and then again um, March thirteenth and March fourteenth because. Uh, the Blazers will have two days off between games, so they those dates they should be able to actually run a full length, uh, full speed practice. So this is just for him to come back for practice, not a game. Yeah, po- like potentially go through a full speed practice. Gotcha. Then, um, I'll be like, man, for my birthday, because my birthday's next month, March seventeenth, St. Patrick's Day. Mm. If Nerd come back, hey, that's that'll be a good birthday present, right? You know what'd be even better? What if he went on national TV? March 15th against the Rockets. And come back and play? Yeah. Okay. March 15th, because when you're stating that timetable, yeah. March 15th is perfect for that. Yeah. Um, that's our last national coverage game. Well, we have TNT, but ABC is the big one. Okay, so, so that, that game will be on uh, ABC? Yeah, and okay. that's against Houston. Yeah. So that could be... Be an be opportunity yeah. for him to at, play at, some bully ball. Yeah, at any point, you know, him coming back, that would be great. Yeah. I think that would just ignite a fire for us. Mm-hmm. And give us more energy, like I said, going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And him and Dame coming back, hey, man, I'm rolling the dice, and I'm liking it, okay? Blazers, Blazers getting that A spot. And um, so, yeah, that's that's why I think about the Nurk situation. Hopefully he comes back, man, and, and, and we'll get this thing squared away, you know? Yeah, I think it's important for him to come back, whether – whether we're in a position to make the playoffs or not, um, similar to Zach Collins as well, he's supposed to be reevaluated sometime mid March. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to come back and play uh, mid March, but he is going to go through reevaluation. He's been doing some on court shooting drills and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
yeah, just him and Nurk both getting back on the court, playing in some full speed NBA games. I think um, the the Blazers and Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins should prioritize that before the start of next season. Because now, me personally, I don't think Zach should come back. Or do you guys think Zach mm. could come back? I think. I mean, he looks fine to me when you're looking at the warm-ups and him shooting and all that stuff. Yeah. So I think he'll be good. I just don't know when this season he was coming back. Yeah. But, I mean, that, like you said, that mid-March timetable where they're going to reevaluate him right. is going to be probably end-of-March situation. Okay. I could see that. I think even if he comes back and only plays 10 games towards the end of the season, yeah. if he's healthy enough to play, I think he should play just because, like I said, um, getting accustomed to the NBA speed that uh, it's hard to simulate. So right. even if they go, um, even if they don't play at all this season, they go through a full training camp during the summer. I think that it's not like playing in an actual right. NBA competitive game. So um, just to knock some of the rust off, you know, Nurk's been out for basically a full year now. Uh, Zach Collins has been out for roughly six months. I think uh, getting them back on the court and getting, back up to speed is is very important for next season. Because even with these injuries, like like the person I think of a shoulder injury, I think back to K-Love. Okay. Mm. And he missed like a lot of time, if I'm not mistaken, right, with his shoulder injury? Yeah, but K-Love's also just an injury-prone dude. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, I almost didn't Zach have problems in college? Not that I know out? of. I don't okay, think I so. might have misspoke. Yeah. But, you know, he's a young player. Yeah. Now, hopefully, he's knocking on wood. I hope that he's not injury prone, mm-hmm. you know. But I think um, that's my first thing. When I think of a what shoulder about injury. Paul George? Paul George had that shoulder injury, didn't he? Was I'm, that? Torn labrum. Yeah. Last he, season, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He missed, the, uh, extreme, he missed all say. of training camp and then the first couple of weeks of this regular season. Mm-hmm. So, he got back into swing of things pretty quickly. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, I mean, like you said, if he gets 10 games under his belt – that would be March 25th, starting against Detroit. And when we do make the playoffs. Right. Guys speaking to when, Yes. When we do make the For playoffs. Sure. Uh, he'll, I mean, playoffs start probably in April 20th, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. He'll have one month under his belt. Okay. So. Yeah. Now, for sure, because when we make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and I think the rest of Portland thinks that we'll make the playoffs, because I know I put this on my IG the other day, <laughs> and 71% of the people say mm-hmm. That we will make the playoffs, um, yeah, it'll just be a good, a good fit for the most part, you know. So, yeah, man, this this it was a rough it was a rough year for our Blazers, man, and the injuries. But we're looking forward to the rest of the year and next year. Um, playoff push, baby. Yeah, we're for sure, man. Are. Speaking yeah. of that playoff push, mm-hmm. um, again, we got to mention. We got our Blazer Gang night coming up, mm-hmm. April fifth. Um, it'll be against the Memphis Grizzlies, which will be an exciting time because we'll basically knock them out of that eighth seed, move on up into the eighth seed. Cause we lost the first game against them, right? And then do we, we, we play? Lost, I think we've lost twice to them already. No, Is we've only, we only no, played just the one. Oh yeah, because we have the last three games. Yeah, yeah we, we got, got swept by the Pelicans. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, we won't talk about that. <laughs> but if if it comes down to us and them, and we get you know the season series, we'll hold that tiebreaker, right? Yes. And then we'll slide in there, you know. So that's that's what's at stake. Hopefully, it doesn't come to that game. But if it is. It gives you even more incentive to get these Blazer Gang tickets yeah. for our um, 
night at the Motor Center on April 5th. So that's a Sunday. It'll be an early game. I want to say tip-off is at 6 o'clock. 6 p.m., yep. Okay. So if you guys haven't checked our our socials at Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, we have tickets on sale there. We have tickets in the $300 sections, the $200, I mean the $200 <laughs> section, no $200, but the $200 <laughs> sections and the $100 section. Yeah, prices range pretty, you know, fairly. Yeah, from $30 to, you know, if you want to sit in the 100s. If you want to ball out a little bit, If you want to ball out, get closer bucks, yeah. to, the, to the court, you know, you could drop, you know, 100 or 100 and something. Yeah. But these tickets will include um, coming onto the court after the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, and like we said earlier in the podcast, we'll have uh, tic tac toe for the little ones. We'll re we'll recreate Dame shot against OKC. You know the point nine that he shot over PG and sent OKC home last year, and um, and in the rebuild, yeah, and in the rebuild, yeah, destroyed their <laughs> franchise. Oh, but we'll also have our podcast team. Yeah. I'll be out there along with Brody and Wayne, yep. and you guys could uh, you know interact with us. And have questions for us, and we'll do a little. I think we're doing some giveaways as well. Doing giveaways also. We have our shirts, our sweatshirts. We have hats. We have new loyalty soils, stickers, pants, and beanies, pants, women apparel with the boxers coming soon. Anything you want, lingerie, everything. So check us out on our socials. Um, Let's not forget. Let's not forget. It's for a great cause. Black Uh student union members at Alder Creek Middle School. Yeah. So So every five dollars will go to the uh, Black Student Union for that school out there. So once again, um, check out our socials for that. And it, it should be a good night, man. Yeah. Especially, especially if we get that W. Yep. You know? Make that playoff push. Crazy. When we get that W. Exactly. Speaking exactly. into existence. Speaking right? into yes. existence, there for sure. Crazy fact. Uh, J.J. Redick has never missed oh. the playoffs in his career. That's right. That's- mm-hmm. um, currently with the New Orleans Pelicans. Fighting for that eighth spot as well. Is this the year he misses the playoffs? You damn right. This is, this is the year. This is the year. You Hell damn right. Yeah. Because Sorry, Dame JJ. and CJ, they haven't missed the playoffs in their careers. CJ has not. Dame has one season. Was his rookie, yeah, rookie, rookie year? year. Yep. I swear we made yeah. it that year. Got that, got that uh, tenth overall pick and picked up one CJ yeah. McCollum. There you go. So it's, it all comes full circle. But we're not missing the playoffs. No, we will not. For sure. But um, that's going to do it for us over here at Blazer Gang. And like always, Rip City on, on the ass. One for the OG, Omsi, Esperanza, Spartans here from the road. Alberta to get your chicken jack, trap kitchen to